Hey, it's the Buckeye Blitz. Tito Jeff Fedoff here with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. Right now, I'll give you the latest news. I see as Ohio State comes across, but uh, thanks again for tuning in today. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, uh, eSports also on there as well, uh, in scores. BetOnline, uh, remain, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's the fastest, easy, easiest way to check in on all your favorite uh, sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, uh, some news from Ohio State, uh, former Ohio State players. Terry McLaurin signed his deal with the Washington Commanders. He had held out, wasn't doing anything with the team, none of the activities, and now he has agreed to a three-year, $71 million contract extension and uh, that will keep him with Washington, at least under contract, I should say, through the 2025 season. 26 years old, and um, he was due to make just a little more than $3 million, uh, and this was the final year of his contract now. And now uh, the three years, he's going to... Uh, He'll make, he could make almost $24 million a year in this thing. And uh, one of the five highest paid receivers in the game. I think 75% of the contract is guaranteed. Um, it included a $28 million signing bonus. And, you know, the, all these wide receivers now have signed big deals. Uh, Devontae Adams did. Cooper Cup. Tyreek Hill, a huge deal as well. A.J. Brown. Uh, Stephon Diggs. D.J. Moore. All these guys signed long contract extension. Now receivers. Uh, number one receivers becoming more and more valuable and getting paid like it now in the NFL. And uh, here's uh, Ron Rivera, the head coach for Washington, talking about what Terry McLaurin means to the, uh, to the franchise there in Washington. It's one of those things that, as a, uh, as a, as a football coach to, to be able to have players that fit what you're trying to do and understand and really kind of see the vision that you have. And, and with Terry, that's somebody that we believe we have. And so that's uh, again, Ron Rivera, the head coach for Washington, talking about Terry McLaurin. That sound uh, courtesy of ESPN.com. And it's interesting about McLaurin, how well he's played, the numbers he's put up with such mediocre quarterback play. And that's not to say it's going to get better this year because you have Carson Wentz now as the quarterback, but it should be an upgrade over guys like, uh, you know, Heineke and, uh, um, you know, Fitzpatrick that's been there. So it should be an upgrade for him. We'll see, though. But uh, good signing for Terry McLaurin, good signing for Washington. and. Um, you know, we'll see how the, the commanders play out this year in a what looks to be a mediocre NFC East. The Ohio State non-conference schedule was released, and um, it's uh, they're going to start off with – they played Maui Invitational, which would be good. But my concern now – I'll go through the, the schools they're playing against. They play Chaminade in an exhibition. They play Robert Morris, Charleston Southern, Eastern Illinois, all uh, in Columbus. They play at the Maui Invitational. I'll talk about that in a moment. At Duke, they host St. Francis, Pennsylvania – they play North Carolina at the CBS Sports Classic. Uh, and then they have Maine and Alabama A&M. And again, for the Big Ten schedule this year, they play Indiana once and Michigan once, and they're both on the road. Now, my concern with this schedule is when you look at it, their best chances at, at least right now, elite-looking wins, their best chances um, are all going to be on the road or neutral sites. So they've got to play at Duke, Carolina, neutral sites. Invitational, neutral site stuff. Uh, Michigan, Indiana on the road. So Duke's on the road. I'm sorry, not neutral site. It's at Duke. But uh, in the Maui Invitational, you've got Arizona in that one. You've got Arkansas, um, Texas Tech, Creighton's in it. Uh, Cincinnati and Louisville are in there as well. Uh, San Diego State, 
who's always been a, a, been a really good school ever since Steve Fisher showed up there on the scene. He's no longer there, but um, he helped to elevate them to a, a really nice status as far as in college basketball goes. But the Buckeyes, though, the fact that they don't have a chance to get a like they don't play one of these signature teams at home. Now, I know the Big Ten could change a little bit as the season goes on, and maybe somebody else jumps up and passes Indiana or Michigan. But I think Indiana and Michigan are the two best teams in the Big Ten. Now, Ohio State will also have a couple of uh, games in December, early part of December in the Big Ten. We're not sure who the opponents are yet. I hope it's not the road games with Indiana and Michigan. I'd like to see those be later in the season. They're already getting challenged by taking on the, these schools with a younger, a young team replacing a lot of talent with the Maui Invitational and then at Duke. That's all in a span of nine days. And then uh, December 17th, uh, before after the Duke game and before the CBS Sports Classic where they take on who could be North Carolina, who could very well be the number one team in the country in the preseason. Um, before, so in all that time right there, I'd like to see a breather, maybe get a couple of easier Big Ten opponents in Columbus on the docket uh, before the Big Ten really kicks in. And um, I got to believe Indiana and Michigan will be later in the season anyway, uh, but there's not a lot of chances in there for Ohio State, though, to get signature wins at home unless somebody else in the Big Ten makes a big jump. Um, and uh, and somehow you know eclipses Indiana or or Michigan or gets on the same levels like at Ohio State and the Buckeyes get them at home. Uh, Buckeyes uh, they host Illinois, Maryland, Purdue, Rutgers, Iowa, Michigan State, Minnesota, Northwestern, Penn State, Wisconsin. Um, those are the ones they'll be hosting. But and we won't know about the game times or where they'll be televised in these things until sometime in the fall. Uh, we are 58 days from the Notre Dame-Ohio State game, maybe 57 now at this point, I guess. But September 3rd is fast approaching, the primetime game against Notre Dame. And uh, Ohio State football will have more and more news on that coming up as they start ramping up and getting ready for some practices. And uh, there will be more news regarding Ohio State, potential um, you know starters who might be jumping in. We've got to watch the linebacker core. We'll talk about that a lot this summer leading into the Notre Dame game because I think linebacker is probably the Biggest area of weakness, I would say, for Ohio State this year, if there is an area of weakness, um, I think it would be that. Had a conversation with former Buckeye Tyvis Powell, who um, ended up uh, he was uh, he played for Ohio State's national championship team, most recent one, and um, we were talking about whether another team could challenge USC's recent success and the thirty for thirty with USC and Pete Carroll, Reggie Bush, um, you know the Matt Liner years. They won thirty four games in a row. I know 14 of them had to be vacated, but we're not going to talk about that. But they, they had they had a 34 game winning streak. The longest winning streak in college football is was 47 games in Division One by Oklahoma back under Bud Wilkinson. I think was the head coach there. But Tyvis and I were talking about whether there's a chance that somebody else could win as many as 30 or 34 games in a row, like USC uh, pulled off back in the uh, earlier part of the 2000s. And I I don't think there's any way a school from a major conference can do that now. And here's the reason why. The conferences now, it used to be there were a couple of good teams in every conference, two, three elite teams, and then there were a lot of patsies and walkovers. It was easy to win. To go undefeated in the conference it was much easier. It's tougher now, especially when you add schools like Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, to an already daunting SEC. You're adding USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, who already has Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin. So you've got to win all your games in the conference. Then you have to win a conference championship game. Then, provided you're undefeated, you, you have to go and play two college football playoff games. You don't have to just be one team. You've got to be two of the top four teams in the country at that point, back-to-back, -back, just to stay un undefeated there. 
And a team might be able to pull it off for a season, but I can't see a team going back-to-back undefeated anymore with um, the way college football is structured now and with the way these conferences are just getting stronger and stronger. Uh, NIL is going to impact a lot of things to make some of these schools that are maybe fringe good but have a lot of money getting even better. I mean, like at Texas A&M, you know, uh, Tennessee, schools like that are going to throw a lot of money towards players through the NIL program and are going to make get them closer to being on par. I still think you'll have the the cream of the crop elite teams, but you're going to have more teams now that can beat them on a given Saturday or in a conference championship game on a neutral site. Uh, or if a team, you know, uh, like Alabama last year, you tripped up by Texas A&M, you know, so you'll see that happen sometimes uh, more likely now. And so I don't, I, I don't think anyone's going to be able to challenge uh, a 34 game winning streak, let alone a 47 game winning streak in college football. So, all right, that's it for the uh, Buckeye Blitz for today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm at Fit Happens on Twitter. Hey, look, we're getting closer and closer to uh, football season. September 3rd with all going to start up. Ohio State, Notre Dame, inside of 57 days. Talk to you soon.